And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, happy National Grilled Cheese Day. Same to you, DC Matthews at the DDT. At the DC Matthews. Thank you, at Doc Manson. How do you take your grilled cheese? I take it on bread. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you have a specific favorite grilled cheese, either a homemade one or a one from out in the world? I don't know. I mean, I just usually get myself a couple of pieces of, uh, you know, white bread, preferably. I butter that up. I slap it on a flat grill. And I put a slice of cheese on each side, and uh, I let it melt into delicious goodness. And then I put them together. I wait, and that, the key is once you once you slap them together, and, and you know you, you make sure you've got a nice toastedness uh, on each side. Uh, you take it off the peat, and then you leave it on a plate, and you got to let it cool down for a couple of minutes because. I don't know about you, but I cut my grilled cheese, and you need to wait because you want that cheese to congeal just a little bit. If you don't, you're going to cut it, and all that cheese is just going to come flowing out onto your plate, which is no good. So you got to let it congeal just a little bit, then cut it into triangles. Triangles is the only way to eat a grilled cheese. Ah, that was going to be one of my questions. Do you cut on the diagonal? I had a feeling you did. Come on, who eats a rectangular grilled cheese? What kind of monster do you have to be to prefer rectangularly sliced grilled cheeses? In someone who grew up with industrial cooking, because grilled cheese, like that is served at my school, is either served cut in half or uncut. It's just a big square of grilled cheese. Monsters. I still, I still have follow-up questions. Okay. Why white bread? Because it's delicious. Usually it's large, it's fluffy. Like I'm talking like, not just like regular like Wonder Bread. I'm talking like like a Fryhofer's Italian loaf or something, you know? Like a nice thick piece of white bread. But that's not, is Italian bread white bread? I suppose technically it is. Yeah, absolutely it is. Okay, so you don't go for like an artisanal sourdough or something like that. Well, it depends on what I'm doing. Like, I mean... We're talking about straight up grilled cheese. That's the way I'm going to make it. That's the way I'm going to dip it into my tomato soup. That's the way it's done. But if you were talking about, you know, a pastrami sandwich, which is sort of like a grilled cheese, if you're serving it hot, then I'm looking at rye bread. I'm looking at pumpernickel. I'm looking at marbled rye, you know, those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I would, I mean, I would, I would serve, a, I would eat a grilled cheese off a of sourdough. I just don't necessarily think it's, it's required. <clears throat> Okay, that's fair. I go for, you know, I go for the, you know, our local Mega Mart has a, it has the the bread section, and then it has the kind of the deli section, which also has the bakery, which has those sorts of breads. That's where I tend to go. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. tend to go for like an actual loaf of, I go usually for sourdough if I'm making it for the missus and myself. I ask them to slice it for me because I can't be trusted to slice it on my own. I get completely uneven pieces. Yeah, like, I mean, if, I, if I'm if i going to make myself a panini, 
that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get okay. myself a sourdough. I'm going to drizzle it with some olive oil. I'm going to stick that onto a grill pan. Not a flat grill, but an actual raised so you get those nice scorch marks, you know. Correct. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for All for right. a nice panini. What cheese do you go for? Let's go back to your typical. Are you going for the yellow American cheese that we all Absolutely. know and love? Absolutely. If I've got single, it, that's what single, I'm using. Single package, so you have to peel the paper. The yeah, I mean, I'll be off. honest; we don't really make, we don't really buy those anymore. So, um, I guess that's probably not so much what I would actually do these days. But absolutely, <clears throat> I think an ideal grilled cheese would be the Orange Land Lakes individually wrapped silicon cheese. Um, but you know, these days, uh, you know, some nice fresh uh, cheddar or a um, or even a Munster if I want something a little creamier. You know, that, that those are those are good. Um, if I'm if I'm feeling crazy, crazy DC, I might uh, I might do some smoked Gouda because that's Ooh. almost like having a nice like ham and cheese sandwich, but without the ham, it gives mm-hmm. you a nice flavor. Do you go? So it's always sliced cheese. Have you ever tried to make it with shredded? Um, not not really. Although I think I have again tried to do that with like like a panini situation or like a pastrami sandwich situation. I think I've definitely had attempted to do something like that. Why? Is that what you use? It depends on what's available. Like being so close to my local Mega Mart, I will go out specifically to procure the items for a grilled cheese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Did she bring you a grilled cheese? I saw the shadow. The no. I see the reflection of Mrs. Manson in the Ghostbusters picture. That's steak. Yeah. Steak okay. with brown rice and uh, mashed sweet potatoes mixed with a little bit of cinnamon sugar, it looks like. Do you treat sweet potatoes as a vegetable? Because that seems to me like it would be a double starch. It is a double starch. Okay. She asked me if I was going to be upset about a double starch, and I said, do whatever you like. Do it. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Well, right. there is something wrong with that, but I find it perfectly acceptable once in a while. All right. Yeah, no. So I will go get sliced and I've I've been going again in the section near the deli. They have a Lando Lakes, I think it's Munster Provolone. And then it might be like a Colby. Mm. And I tend to, I tend to mix the Munster and the Colby, not so much on the Provolone. Provolone doesn't melt as well, I find. But yeah, Provolone is good, but I want a Provolone on like a Italian sub. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What what are acceptable additions to your grilled cheese? Um, nothing. If you add well, anything, it's not a grilled cheese anymore. So if you add bacon or tomato or something like that? Correct. That's not a grilled cheese. But, I mean, at that point, you know, a grilled cheese and tomato sandwich is quite delectable. Um, I'm looking forward to when the farmer's markets reopen. Because there's the food truck that does grilled cheese, mm-hmm. and it is divine. Yeah. I mean, technically not grilled cheeses, I would say, but, you know, quite tasty. I'm looking forward to it anyways. Have you recovered? Getting back to the topic of the show, or at least what we claim the topic. I'm excited. Been... I'm not just recovered. I'm excited. Are, are you re-bought in? Are you all in on WWE after this week of programming? I mean, I'm not necessarily, but... Hey, WrestleMania was a good show, and we've 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 seen some good um, debuts, returns, etc. This past week, there's been some movement. 
um, on what's happening on both shows. You know, I'm, I, uh, I'm happy to see that we're doing some different things in different places. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. How about yourself? I am also interested. Raw, I thought, was that first hour of Raw was just like it was really <clears throat> episode one of season whatever it was because there were new every segment had somebody who we hadn't seen either in a while or in WWE. You know, it went from Ember Moon to Noe Jose to Samoa Joe. Lashley shows up. Jeff Hardy's back in the game. Now, maybe that had been getting towards hour two, but that was a big one. SmackDown, with the exception of the iconic duo, now granted, I love me some iconic duo, so I'm not going to, you know. I will have you know, they are no longer known as the iconic duo. Are they the Iconics? That is correct. You know what that means, of course. Somewhere backstage, Vince McMahon said, they should be called the iconic Quattro. And Triple H said, look, we're going to compromise on this. No. They're just going to be the Iconics. No, that means that there's another one coming. Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a third member of that group. I don't know who it is yet. Again, because I'm a, a masochist. I'm going to hope it's Becky Lynch. But it's not. And I don't think another one is coming. If you looked at the logo they designed, it's too good. And it's just the two of them. So I don't know that I've seen the logo. Are they in the O? Is that what the logo is? No, there's, there's two eyes at the beginning of Iconic. And they're just... Silhouettes in the two what eyes holding hands. What is it with them doubling letters? Ruby Ryatata. We have the iconics now. Okay, I didn't see that. Then maybe it is two of them. I just heard. I saw the part where they came out and attacked Charlotte, which was great. Uh huh. Did you see them power bomb her onto the floor? I did. I like that. I'm a fan. And we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion now. How yeah, do you we do. F- how do you feel about that? Because part of me was wondering about your thought on the transitive property here. Because on Sunday, Charlotte beat Asuka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> on Tuesday, technically, Billy and Peyton and Carmella beat Charlotte. Do you therefore see that sh- Billy and Peyton and Charlotte, or Billy and Peyton and Carmella, are better than Asuka? Obviously, you don't. No. It's a different situation. It was a three-on-one situation. Well, two-on-one, I suppose. But they beat the living crap out of Carme- out of Charlotte. And then Carmella, the opportunist, swooped in and won the title. I mean, I've I seen nothing that was the that. big. that was the big thing that came out of SmackDown. Besides Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, which is a redonkulous thing for us to say is real life. Um, the best thing probably to come out of SmackDown was the backstage interview with... Uh, was it Renee Young? I don't know. I think it was maybe Renee Young and Shinsuke Nakamura, in which she asked him why did he do what he did to AJ Styles, and he I'm said, so "Oh, I'm very sorry. sorry for what I did to AJ Styles." Oh. Wink. And she said, "Shinsuke, I get the feeling that you're not being, um, you know, completely 100 uh, percent forthright honest. with me. Yeah, honest with me on this." And then he just turns around and goes, "No, I speak English." I'm telling you, I tweeted it out. Good. Heel Shinsuke is 37 times better than face Shinsuke ever was. Mm. I'm and worried, I I though. S- That's his first promo. And he already went to the anti, the kind of typical, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll see I how it develops, that. but. 
I, I'm, a, I'm slightly nervous, but at the same time, it was so good. And his just attitude was, I was like, that is exactly what I want from you. Yeah, he needs to have attitude. He needs to not just be so straight-laced babyface, you know? Well, that was so. it. Like, he was a babyface, and he came out, and he did the good vibrations and stuff. But after you saw it two or three times, you were like... What else are you going for me? Yeah. Um, of the Raw debuts and returns... Which one excites you the most? Are you on the No Way Jose bandwagon? No. Are you excited about Bobby Lashley? I guess so. Jeff Hardy? Who cares? Samoa Joe? Yeah! That was good. I like Samoa Joe. He had a good promo. Um, You know, he really he gave it to, to Roman Reigns. He just needs to stay healthy because he's been battling injuries a lot. I'd like but him he... to actually be at a WrestleMania. Oh, that would That'd be, be nice. nice. Yeah, though that's 12 months, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good. I'm looking forward to Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns at Backlash. That should be a good match. I'm assuming we're getting Shinsuke versus AJ again. Do you think that Roman will be the champion at Backlash since that is post the Greatest Royal Rumble or whatever it's called? I'm trying to figure out this Greatest Royal Rumble thing because this is far more than a glorified house show. This is bigger than Slamboree was. Or Starcade or whatever they called the the WCW house show that they had back in late 2017. This is a big deal. Even not counting the 50-man Royal Rumble, which is a big deal. But we've got that match in a steel cage. We've got a casket match. Like, The Undertaker is wrestling less than a month after already wrestling. Yeah. And he's going to bury Rusev. Incorrect. No? No. He's going to bury Chris Jericho. Rusev's not in the match anymore. Oh, he got fired? I got to figure it's going to I got to figure it's going to happen. The bury me softly, brother, or whatever that was. I have to figure, but yes, I came home tonight, sat down, Chris Jericho was trending because I am the person that I am. Of course, I was like, "Dear God, I hope he didn't die." Cuz anytime I see somebody trending, I assume that they're dead. Um That's a good assumption. But he is he has replaced Rusev. It's going to be Chris Jericho and The Undertaker in a casket match. They're very it's entirely possible this is their first Well, technically it's not pay per view, but it's either their first pay per view match or possibly their first singles match against each other. Hmm. So this has to be all about the fact that they're getting a crap ton of money from Saudi Arabia, right? Like they must yeah, have... the deal, their their deal, they're, they've got a big deal with them, I think, for TV and such. So they're trying to make, they're trying to make a big impression because, yeah. So, opens it knowing up to that, knowing that they're trying to make a big impression, doesn't that just smell like Brock Lesnar is going to drop that title? My heart says no. But the logical part of me says probably. Yep. But then again, does Brock Lesnar, like, what do you do with Brock Lesnar if he if he's sticking around? Now, again, as far as I know, they haven't said what the length of the contract is. Let's assume know, that it's for one more appearance. That's what Bill Neville said. I was listening to NAI Pod this morning. You know, we are proud affiliates of the NAI Wrestling Network, and Bill Neville was wondering if it was literally just a month. You know, I signed a month. 
Very well could be, right? You know. What do you make of this whole backstage altercation between Brock Lesnar and Vince McMahon? I haven't read a lot about it. I just keep hearing about it on Twitter. I don't know. Is it because he busted Roman open? Is it because I he doubt took it. some, you know, took some privileges or For the, I 100% don't believe at all that busting Roman was not part of the plan. So Well, that's why I'm wondering if it's a work because you've got he signed a new contract and in the same breath you're essentially saying but he got into a shouting physical altercation with Vince McMahon and I'm like I don't know that those two things actually took place. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that it took place, but it seems like it's a work. I don't know. I don't know why. uh... I'm sorry, I have to ask. Did she just come back in to take your dishes away? She did, and then she walked directly into the door. (laughs) Okay. Poor Mrs. Manson. (laughs) All right. Um... We were talking about, oh yeah, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a giant work. I don't know why else. Everything with Brock Lesnar is a work, right? I I'd mean... like to be- I, I'd like to believe that he signed a deal for at least another year. Why? And Because there's still more that he could do. I would like to get to a point where he loses to Braun Strowman. I feel like... Yeah. I mean, I will say, I think we've heard enough about his new deal, like the fact that it will allow him to fight with the UFC that implies to me that it has to be longer than a month, right? You don't bother with that as a stipulation in your contract when you're not even eligible to start getting drug tested again for another two or three months or something. So it's got to be a longer term contract than that. We've got to be talking at least like six months or something. Yeah. Now, granted, he doesn't need to be champion. Like, there's still big matches he can have without holding that title. He's a big name on his own. 100%. But, but you know, I I am inclined to believe that Roman Reigns will win. But I will hope, as I did at WrestleMania, correctly, I might add, that he does not. Yeah, it was a really good call on your part. Oh, let's see. What else has been announced for that? There's like a ridiculous number of matches. Like they're bringing they're bringing everything they can legally bring to that country, which yep. is you everything know. but Jeff Hardy and women. Yeah, well, yeah, those. <laughs> which bothers me, and part of me is like, I don't feel like WWE should be making a political statement and saying no, we're not going to come because of your practices but it is a little much oh okay let's see here this is on cbssports.com we've got the steel cage match an intercontinental title ladder match rollins miz balor and samoa joe that'll be good we've got john cena versus triple h hmm i mean that makes sense for what it is we've I mean, you're really just trying to make a whole other WrestleMania, you know what I mean? Oh, it is. It's, it's you know, we've got the casket match, Undertaker versus Jericho. We've got Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. We've got the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. So this is actually going to air on the network, right? Yeah. Now, granted, it starts at... Noon. Yes. Our time. Yes, so I'm going to have to get off of Twitter because i got to work that day. So, but when I'm going to have to take home, that day off. 
I thought if it wasn't, you know. I think that's the very last day of my semester, so maybe I will take it off. You go for it if you can. Good for you. Um, But yeah, it should be good. should be real good. If only WrestleMania could start at 12, I could actually get to bed at a reasonable hour. So, okay, hold on. We, we already talked about a bunch of the stuff from Raw and SmackDown this week, but I wanted to hear, I want to talk more about it. I mean, what about what about the return of Bobby Lashley? I mean, this is a guy who is, you know, a somewhat legitimate MMA fighter. He's rather accomplished in terms of what he d- did in TNA and Impact Wrestling. Um, do you think that he's actually, why is he back? Why now and why the main roster? And, I mean, do you think he's going to... What's he going to accomplish? Why on the main roster is the easiest question for me to answer because he is a former world champion, even if it is only the ECW world title. Like, okay. I think we had this conversation at your house for WrestleMania. Yeah, I think, I think it did. might have been I the narcissist who said he should have gone to NXT. And I'm like, no, he's held too many. Like he's 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 been in a premier match at a WrestleMania. That Lashley Umaga match where our president was involved, like, was a big deal. Now, I missed a lot of Lashley, and I got to admit, I've never been a super fan. Yes, that was a lovely, stalling vertical suplex. Yeah, I mean, Lashley, honestly, his previous run in the WWE was solid, but I I don't think he was excellent at that time. No. I think he's become much better uh, since then. I think he actually became a better wrestler post his MMA training. From what you've seen, was his TNA stuff better than his WWE stuff? Yeah, I think so, yes. Um, okay. His TNA stuff, though, is much more legit. Like, he is very much, he very much was Impact Wrestling's Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? Like, and he, I, honestly, he fits that spot pretty well. Um, well, speaking of matches he could have, Lashley versus Lesnar is, you know, a pretty interesting matchup just on its own. Yeah, potentially. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to, I want them to have, Everybody, although I want them to also use everybody, which is going to be what I kind of keep my eye on as this continues. If Bobby Lashley means less Bo Dallas, then I have a problem with that. You're the only person in the world that has a problem with that. That's probably true. Um, I mean, even Bo Dallas is probably okay with it. (laughs) But having said that, you know, Lashley versus Rollins for the Intercontinental title would be a lot of fun. Lashley versus Samoa Joe would be fun. I, I agree with all of that. And so, you know, we had some returns. We had some debuts on Raw and SmackDown this week. But I got I to gotta ask you, um, do you feel like that's a really strange time to debut people? And obviously, like, the, the, the answer is no, right? It's right after WrestleMania. We're hitting the reset button. Let's get some new blood in there. But in the context of the fact that they have now announced that next week, Monday, Tuesday, two-day event, Superstar Shake-Up, don't you think it's really weird to be debuting people, say, on Raw and SmackDown this week when, and again, I know, it's scripted, so chances are this means none of those people are actually going to be touched, but I potentially so. those people can switch brands. And I think they could. I think Lashley could show up and get, I don't remember them saying, now I wasn't paying super attention, but I don't remember them saying, it's Raw's newest superstar, Bobby Lashley. It was, hey, Bobby Lashley's back. And I do think... As we're moving to dual-branded pay-per-views, i sorry, Pav, but I do think the lines are going to start becoming more and more blurred. It's now WWE's newest member, Bobby Lashley. And if next week he happens to go to SmackDown, that's great. So I don't, I don't have a serious problem with it, especially since we didn't see everybody. I expect mm. next week 
Andrade Almas is going to get shaken up. I expect Sanity to get shaken up. I think we could see, you know, somebody else, not necessarily Roddy Strong. He's got something to do now. But, you know, if I think you could, we could pick, see other people. If you could pick one talent from NXT to be shaken, not stirred, which would you choose at this moment? Based on storyline? This is going to be an, un- well, I don't know if it'll be unpopular. It's either going to be Lars Sullivan or the Velveteen Dream. If No Way Jose can get called up, there is no reason why the Velveteen Dream should not get called up. Except for the fact that he's far more established. I mean, he's at the point where they're not even using him on NXT anymore because he is what he is. Velveteen Dream, I feel like, is still developing. I feel like him being on NXT is actually going to lead somewhere for him. I feel like it's too soon for Lars as well. I mean, I, I think it has to be somebody who, who, who is, you know, sort of at the end of their tenure in NXT. I'm thinking somebody, you know, like a Drew Galloway. Um, I'm sorry, True. is it McIntyre or Galloway? It's McIntyre, and I expect yeah. him to get get called up. I've already, I think in my head I have already presumed he is, despite what he said at the pre-show of TakeOver. Right, he's, right. He's, you know, because especially if he and Andrade Almas wind up getting drafted to the same show, they can continue their feud on SmackDown or on if, Raw. If Andrade does get called up, and I think you're right in saying it's probably would be a correct time for that to happen, um, does Zelina Vega go with him? I asked that question on Twitter because I'm inclined to believe no, because if you Me do too. that, you're essentially saying she's not a wrestler for us. Correct. I mean, I sort of think that at this point, knowing that she did cost him that title, like they should part ways. She should start being part of the NXT women's division. I agree. And start developing that. Now, that said, I think that's a net loss for Andrade, because while I didn't necessarily you know, have a great fondness for for their pairing in terms of her constant involvement. But again, I mean, I, that, that's just the heel playbook being played, right? So whatever. No, but, but part I, of I me, feel like she's got more potential than that. So part of me think I do, I agree. I think I think I said this or I tweeted it. I wouldn't be surprised to see her make a deep run in the 2018 May Young Classic. Right. Like that's a chance to introduce her as a women's wrestler and let her shine a bit. But um, can Andrade? Can Andrade have a successful main roster career without her? I'm not sure he can. I think so, because what she did to that character is she turned him from the suspenders and hat-wearing, almost no-way Jose-type character to a serious ass kicker essentially and and you know and gave him the chance so as long as that goes with him and again if in a year uh Thea Trinidad or Zelina Vega has had a chance to develop she could get you could always reunite them a year or so down the line if you chose to absolutely so, uh one two people we forgot to mention is authors of pain also got called up. I forgot them in the first. Oh yeah, Authors of Pain, man. And that, uh, and now the reason I remember them is they have now distanced themselves from Paul Ellering. I'm assuming they Paul have. El- they walked away from him after the attack, kind of indicating that they have no interest in being with him anymore. So I don't think we see Paul Ellering with them going forward. Does that change how you feel about Aquaman Razor? 
Not really. Like, they've never been much in terms of talkers, but Paul Ellering also was not really talking for them very much. No. So I, I'm not really sure that he is a key component of that. No. Although I, I do think it's really strange for them to distance themselves from Paul so soon after their main roster. I mean, they literally just debuted. Um, you think you could have had them debut and just not had him around at all. Like, there's no real reason to have done that. So No, outside of just keeping it consistent. I'm assuming Paul Ellering has no interest in... De- in signing on to a full-time WWE travel schedule. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's the case or not. Maybe he was all for it. But now, I'm interested to see, is he just done? Was this it? Does he go back down to, you know, we have the War Raiders now, which is still a ridiculous name, but War Machine is in uh, NXT. Does he go align himself with a new team in NXT? Is he just done? So... I'll be interested to see what happens. You know, I'm I'm excited that all of them got called up. It was high time for many of them. And I still think between Sanity and Andrade, I still think there's more to come here. Um, but I do think it's exciting. Uh, my big question is the depth. Like, we haven't gotten the releases yet. I do think Rusev's done. Really? I, I'm beginning to think, like, he, he ate the pin. Uh-huh. Which I... You producted. I sure I did. Give you, I give you full credit. You producted it. He was then added. Um, was he part? No, he wrestled this week on SmackDown, but didn't win. Um, he didn't eat the pen, but he didn't win. And then he's was going to be wrestling the Undertaker in a casket match, and now isn't. Like, unless he's going to get moved to Raw, which I'm all for. I'm not really sure what you do with him. In this on this roster, I just feel like he's too popular to cut ties with him at this point. Um, not to say that's ever necessarily stopped them before, but just knowing what his merchandise sales have been in the mm-hmm. recent past, I gotta think that they see value in him. Now, maybe it's, he wants to know, leave. That could be that would be my you know, the rumor was he was talking about requesting his release. I'm wondering if he is just like, look, I can go do this somewhere else that you're not going to get the same kind of exposure and you're not going to be able to call yourself Rusev. So I don't know what you're going to move that to, but so I don't know, but I do think we're going to get a list of releases at some point. What if he started going by Rufus? Yes. Isn't that what? No, that's Tyrus. Is that what Brutus Clay now goes by in TNA or impact? Impact, What'd you think of that? Thank you. What did you think of that? Sammy and Kevin show up. Oh, to yeah. talk to Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle goes, I hear TNA is hiring. I think that's brilliant. Um, after all those years of never mentioning TNA at all, they waited until TNA folded, and now you can reference TNA again. Yeah. Yeah, Austin Aries, I guess, I don't know if it was in an interview or took to Twitter to be like, you guys should figure it out, it's Impact Wrestling. And I'm like, well, of course they're not going to call it by its actual name. No, they called it TNA because TNA is a promotion that no longer exists. I have a feeling that that was very intentional on their part in terms of mentioning it and naming it and calling it by that name. What do you think happens to Kevin Steen and El Generico now? Because Kurt Angle doesn't want him, or they lost the match to... You know, uh, SmackDown, they didn't show up as far as I know, so clearly they're not going to get their job back on SmackDown. Do they go to NXT? Do no. They... 
I just assume they get shaken. And, or, you know, Stephanie McMahon says, I want these guys. I mean, you know, she, they're going to end up uh, landing on their feet. They're going to be probably on Raw, but... It is weird that Kurt Angle still has a job. Yep. I have to imagine that's not much longer. What do you think of the new SmackDown, Gia? Before I, before I say that, though, is it possible that Kurt Angle gets shaken up? Like, could that be one of the very first things that happens on Monday? The problem I have with shakeups is that it's too, it sounds, makes it sound random. I don't yeah. want it to be random. I want them to, tr- I want there to be trades. And it would be great if Kurt Angle was like, I've traded myself for Daniel Bryan. Well, I mean, what if he got? What if he was surprised by it? He's like, how am I going to go to SmackDown? I'm the GM here, and you know, Stephanie McMahon just goes, "Not anymore, Kurt." I'm all for it. It doesn't make sense for them to still have a working relationship after WrestleMania. No, not at all. Not at all. So, does yeah. Ronda Rousey get shaken? Probably not, because I have a feeling that just like what we've seen with the Authority in the past, they would want to keep her close to make her life miserable. And you want to keep her and Charlotte as far apart as possible for as long as possible. Or as close as possible. Like, they very well could both end up on the same show next week and start building to Mania. We saw this last year with Charlotte, that they're able to keep her out of the spotlight. I'm not necessarily saying they're going to do that, but I think there's enough depth on the roster that if you want to keep Charlotte away from Ronda Rousey until close to WrestleMania, they can figure out a way to do that. Or they can team together for a while. Right. My worry is Charlotte got shaken up last year, and I don't want this to become every year the same people switch brands. Like Sasha Banks has never gone to SmackDown, or Bailey has never gone to SmackDown that I'm aware of. I feel like one or both of them should. Now, granted, Charlotte might come back in the deal, but I suspect that's what will happen. Charlotte. That's will come like the back. Miz and Dean Ambrose. I feel like they just keep going back and forth every time there's a yeah. chance to. Uh-huh. And I think Sasha and Bailey will both go to SmackDown. It'll be like um just like when Kevin and Sammy got went to SmackDown last year. You know, they'll keep that feud together even though, you know, you we almost wish that maybe they wouldn't, but I I think they will. Um Yeah, who so do I, you I don't think know. who do you think is the biggest male name to get shaken up? Well, based off what we just talked about, I'm going to say Kurt Angle. But no, but honestly, Daniel Bryan, I think, is a strong contender to move back to Raw. Now that he's a wrestler, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the bigger names. Probably why we got Daniel Bryan versus AJ. Because I don't think AJ's moving. That's probably why we got Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles this week. Because there's not going to be a chance to do it next week. I mean, part of me would say they would... Depending on what their long-term goals are, like I, I would be tempted to say like someone like... Roman Reigns gets moved to SmackDown, but I'm just not sure if that's possible given the matches they've already announced for Backlash. So, or well, I guess Backlash is a dual branded pay per view at this point. So yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. But the question then becomes: Is Universal Champion Roman Reigns on SmackDown? Seems unlikely. I think Seth Rollins could go. I would switch, and I don't know if WWE would do this. I would switch Rollins and Jinder. Switch your mid-card champions. Put Ginger on Raw, where at least he can wrestle some different people. I have a a feeling that is something that we're going to see this year. I think last year they did the same thing, right? The mid-card champions switched shows. I I, I sort of think that's going to be just a thing that happens. Oh, that's true, because Roman was the U.S. champion. 
Yeah, I think that might just start being a thing. Yeah. yeah. I could see the tag champions changing. Now, granted, there are no tag champions on Raw currently. Let's have a tournament! Are you sick of I tournaments yet? Because I'm sick of tournaments. I will never be sick of tournaments. Ugh. I was disappointed 205 Live didn't announce a Cruiserweight tag title that was going to have a tournament. Yeah. Um, that would be great if 205 Live got shaken up. Hmm. Now, granted, yeah. they don't Let's really send wrestle. send Finn Balor they to don't... 205 Live. Well, hey, I would do that. I've always said Finn Balor would make a great... I think Finn Balor's also going to SmackDown. Yeah, there's a possibility for that. For With sure. or without... Uh, Festus and the Machine Gun. Yep, yep, yep. I feel I feel like WWE is 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 just intentionally hurting me because next week the revival is wrestling Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt to see who wrestles the Bar at Saudi Arabia, and those I'm like I want to cheer for the revival, but I can't cheer against Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. That's ridiculous absolutely that's ridiculous oh did you see the backstage stuff with uh jeff hardy and bray <laughs> wyatt man i feel wonderful it was good i like the part at the very end where they the p- p- camera panned and seth and and uh, finn were still there and seth was just like what was that about <laughs> and jeff hardy just pops a stick of gum into his mouth and shrugs and walks off camera it was pretty good you know i I've noticed Bray Wyatt is like tweeting more. I think that's you know. Now, granted, he had some Wrestle Magic that allowed him to return at the WrestleMania yep. or at the uh-huh. Andre Battle Royal, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm more interested in him if he's less spooky. He can still be weird and woken, but yeah, let him be spooky. I I, I suspect that at some point, you know, he will uh, his vessel will be infected by Sister Abigail yet again. I mean, that's where we're going, right? But Speaking of Sister Abigail, Sister Abigail into a twist of fate is kind of a dumb finisher because Bray Wyatt's not doing anything. Like, he puts him in <laughs> Sister Abigail, throws him back. Matt Hardy kicks him and then does the twist of fate. I'm like, well, what's the... It knocks you it. off balance and it, uh, you know, something, something, something. Maybe Apollo Crews can get uh, shaken up. Why? Or he can go back to Ring of Honor. I'm okay with either of those two at this point. Yeah, probably the latter. Um, but yeah, speaking of which, uh, Paige, what do you think of Paige being the new uh, SmackDown general manager? I liked it. I don't know that that was the plan going forward. I think WWE might have been surprised with how strongly the Twitterverse reacted to Paige's retirement. Like, it was trending for a while that thank you page thing and i'm like again i feel bad because i'm like she's good i don't think she's great but she was good um she was good but she also wasn't around for very long no and but but then again i have no problem with her being the general manager i think it's no she'll be a fine general well i don't know about that i was gonna say i do have actually do have a problem with her being general manager and that is she's not a very good talker um but then again honestly i guess i would have maybe said something similar about daniel bryan at one time and if anything his tenure 
as general manager has, I think, maybe improved that situation for yeah. him. So well, maybe I think it's that's it. She now has something to focus on. She doesn't have to worry about all of it. Did you see that Corey Graves, after Daniel Bryan was medically cleared, had conversations with people about whether, because they were like, we could go down this road with you too if you wanted. And yep. he, at the end, decided, as far as we know, not to pursue that. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something that he's quietly pursuing to see <laughs> how tests are turning out. But again, you have to remember, everybody's different. I believe his condition was different than Daniel Bryan's. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's... That's, and that's the other thing. Like, I, I feel like Paige, you know, in her acceptance speech of GM was sort of like talking about how, you know, it, it ter- worked out for Daniel Bryan. Maybe it'll work out for me at some point. I'm just like, these are very different injuries. Like, I- I'm not so sure that that's the best point of comparison. But, I mean, whatever helps you sleep, I guess. I, yeah. I-, I don't know. Well, and plus, now granted... I've only watched a couple of his NXT matches, and he was good, don't get me wrong, but he is a great color commentator. He is. Like, I, you know, now granted, he could try to do both like a Jerry Lawler, I suppose, and wrestle every so often if he could. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I'm happy where he is. Yeah, no, I am too. Um, I think he should get shaken up and be like, I'm on both shows anyways. And then our truth walks in and goes, oops, my bad, and we cut to commercial. Absolutely. Um... Ember Moon, what do you think? Never liked her. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that she pinned Alexa Bliss. Now, granted, Alexa Bliss isn't champion anymore, but she pinned I found her, it like, interesting that right Ember away. Moon is suddenly buddies with Nia Jax. She's a babyface. Nia's a babyface. I it guess. It kind of made sense. Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's see. Did we miss anything else? Page retired. Lashley, Keith Slater, and Rhino are probably getting fired, which is sad because he's got kids. He does have kids. I think that was it. Bo Dallas main evented. Just like to say that again. Bo Dallas main evented. What did he main event? Raw. It was the Miztourage versus Balor, Hardy, and Rollins. That was the last... Match I mean, on Raw. I guess so. I think we covered just about everything. Naomi really likes that trophy. Well, wouldn't you if you had nothing else? I suppose. Uh, yeah. Who but even that's... won the men's trophy? Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he have his trophy no. on Raw? Not that I saw. Hmm. You don't have HBO, do you? Did you watch the Andre thing? Uh, I have not watched it. I think I do have HBO, though, so maybe I'll check it out someday. I, I don't have HBO, but someday I do hope to watch it, because it sounded like it was very good. Sure. I'm sure it was. You know what else is good? Emails. And Patreons. And Ooh. we are now blessed with a brand new Patreon. Just happened today, I believe. Our good buddy Mitchell Monroe, and he also sent us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. But Doc Manson at Doc Manson, if somebody wanted to be a patron of this show, where would they go and what would they do? They would go to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling. They would sign up for an account and they would, you know, look through the various different uh donation tiers that we have available, see what sort of rewards they might like, and they would uh, pledge a donation matching whatever uh, level of support they felt was appropriate to give us. 
And, you know, I want to just say I am very thankful to those who have signed up. We're rapidly approaching our goal of breaking even, um, which I think is wonderful. Uh, I, wonderful. I, what the hell was that? Woken nerd DC. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's too bad this is an audio show because I'm sticking a piece of gum in my mouth and shrugging. But, you know. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I would definitely encourage you guys to check it out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, sign up if you feel like if you've got some extra shekels that you'd like to send our way. We appreciate the support. All right, let's head to our emails because we've got a bunch of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, technically eight, but Chris Hawk doesn't know how to send email apparently, so we send the exact same email two times. Um, our first one comes from a new member of the NAI Hall of Fame, but she has been a bestie for us for much longer than that. It is Danielle. Hmm. The subject line is Postmania Mania. Story time. I really think Undertaker has some sort of magical influence with my technology. Last year, the WWE Network was streaming great on my laptop until Undertaker's match with Reigns started, and then it never worked again until the morning. And when Undertaker's classic lightning hit the coat and jacket on Sunday, my phone software glitched out and stopped working. I laughed nonetheless, and then that prompted a technology question for this week. What did you guys think of the 3D graphics and the transition that'll happen with VR being available on the WWE Network? And a discussion question, what are your biggest concerns about the wrestling business 5, 10, 15 years from now? Cheers, at Danielle Lee S19. Lot to the, lot to talk about here. Yeah, so um, I did notice that they, they use these 3D graphics uh, at WrestleMania for the people's entrances. But, like, I, I noticed, like, it kind of stopped after like the second match of the night. They they might have used them again, but they they used them for the first couple of people. And then they just stopped. Did they realize that the effect wasn't good, or they only produced effects for those few talents? Like what? what I'm was assuming that about? they they tried it and then you know maybe they had it for a couple of people and it just so happened the match order got arranged so that they all started in the beginning you can't do that kind of thing all the time i don't think no but you would think in terms of just having a unified visual style if you're going to do it for your first two matches you would carry it through the rest of the show but you're not wrong i don't remember seeing a lot of that big graphics on smackdown this week which i really appreciated no what kind of big? Now, what do you mean big graphics on SmackDown? Well, like I think what was it, Shinsuke or somebody? They had the big letters that would pop up on the screen during SmackDown. Now you haven't been watching SmackDown, so you might not have any idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I might they not. had these like it was almost like the Batman Kapow Wham sort of graphics okay. that would show up, and it would be like Shinsuke Nakamura, and then it would vibrate, and then it would disappear. Like entrance cards, you mean? No. Like, literally, it looked like you could do it on, like, you know, back when I was taking TV media in high school, I could have put this up over the video. Like, it would, you'd have to go look for it because, hmm. you know, it wasn't bad necessarily, but it just was not what you would expect from a wrestling show. So it was like, what is this? Why okay. is this? All right. Yeah. All right. What is this about VR being available? Is that... Um, I had heard that at some point they were going to be teaming with a VR company that was going to allow you to watch wrestling shows as if you were in the front row of the arena. I don't know if that was something that they actually did for WrestleMania or not, but and I actually and I don't know how you would access it if they did. But that sounds really cool to me, and if that's what we're talking about, I should try to 
figure at out how WrestleMania, to watch that. This is interesting. At WrestleMania this year, I noticed that on the hard camera side, on the barricade, was a box. And it was a box that was like level with almost the edge of the barricade. And it was just there for no reason. I'm assuming there was a camera in there. Maybe that's what they were trying to do. Could have been. It could have been a 360 degree camera. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. If, I, I want to be able to sit next to lime green shirt guy. And if that the... exists, if there's a way to access that, uh, maybe I'm going to do some research on this after the show because I remember I remember reading about that, but I have no idea if it exists now, if it's accessible, etc. Because if so, that might be a good enough reason for me to get myself a cheap VR uh, headset of some sort just, just to check to this stuff out. out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I got if I had it and I was able to sit next to lime green shirt guy, I would spend the entire time looking at him, being like, "Who the hell are you?" I don't think you get How to sit you... directly next to him. I don't think the box was in the seat next to lime uh, green oh, shirt guy. That'd so be great if it was though. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. All right. What are our biggest concerns about the wrestling business five, ten, and fifteen years from now? Great questions, Danielle. Um, let me think. My biggest concern is will there be wrestling in 15 years? Because, you know, with what we're – with, you know, medical technology being what it is, what we're learning about the brain, concussions, impacts, etc. I will say I think WWE is at the forefront of actually being relatively responsible about how they treat – um, you know, their contractors, athletes, etc. I mean, I would really be concerned for something like the NFL in 15 or 20 years, to be honest. Um, so I don't know. That's one of my concerns. I, I think they've been doing a good job mitigating those concerns thus far. But as, you know, that technology develops, I, I, I don't know. That could take a, a dark path. I was going to say the same kind of thing with concussions. So outside of that, my concern is... Can WWE continue to expand at the rate they're expanding? They're moving into Saudi Arabia now. We're going to have tournaments in various places. The UK tournament. I've heard about a Latin America tournament. I've heard about an Asian tournament. Can WWE truly be a global phenomenon? Will that negatively impact other wrestling? And then what happens to like the big names in wrestling right now, for the most part, are guys who got their experience elsewhere. What happens if that's not really a viable option anymore? NXT, baby! Yeah, that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> I like NXT, but guys like the Velveteen Dream are rare. Sure, sure. So, that would be my concern, Danielle. Our next... Oh my goodness, we got another one. Oh my God. It's a great day. The next one comes from uh, Bestie. He's also a new NAI Hall of Famer, but we had him first. Damn it. It's Glenn. Yes. Hi, guys. With Carmella now the SmackDown Women's Champion, a cash-in that I actually thought was very well done, how long do you think her reign lasts? Who can you see moving from Raw to challenge her? And who do you think will be going the other way in the women's divisions? Thanks, as always. Glenn. Do you follow Lance Storm on Twitter? Um, maybe? I feel like I see his tweets from time to time. I retweet, I retweet retweet some of him. Um, He tweeted something interesting, and again, he didn't really think it would happen, but he posed a hypothetical where what if SmackDown shook up, what if the shakeup resulted in all the women going to SmackDown and all the men going to Raw? Sure. How would you feel about an all-woman show? I'm 100% behind it. 
But I don't really think that's the way to go about doing it. No, I would create one like 205 Live. Correct. That's what I would do as well. I don't think I want to... Like, I don't want to watch an all-women's wrestling show just because it's an all-women's wrestling show. So, like, you know, making a show like SmackDown or Raw segregate according to the, the, the lines of the sexes doesn't hold a lot of interest to me. But at the same time, like... I would watch a women's show on the network. Um, so I don't really know what I'm trying to say, I guess. I just don't know why you would do that with your with your. That's the question. Network is, televised show. Why you would do it with a major show. You start with an hour. In five years, if that hour show is really big, then maybe you consider it. Yeah, I really don't feel like that would be a smart move in terms of, you know, like uh, just ratings. You know what I mean? Like... Mixing up those rosters, I think, does encourage people to check out both shows. Um, Even if you are somebody who's like, I don't care about women's wrestling, but hey, they've got that AJ Styles. You know what I mean? Like that gets Mm -hmm. eyeballs on both products in a way that, you know, that might not happen otherwise. So I don't know. That doesn't seem like a good move to me. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think we also answered Glenn's question talking about things. Now, before we get to Mitchell's email... Well, how long do you think Carmella's reign lasts? She loses it before SummerSlam, but she holds it maybe until the next Money in the Bank, which I think is in June. I think it's going to depend very much on what happens next week. Because if Charlotte's no longer on the same show as Carmella, yeah, maybe she could hold on to that for a while. But I hope this is not just a chance for Charlotte to pad her title reigns. Yeah, me too. All right, before we get to Mitchell's email, we are a full transparency show. So I need to let the neighborhood know that I really have to use the bathroom. So how would you like to go about that, Doc Manson? Would you like to pause? Would you like to read the email and start pontificating a bit and I'll be back momentarily? How would you like to handle that? We can just pause. Okay. We'll be right back after these great inaudible messages. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. How relieved are you? I feel very good because I was participating, obviously, in the conversation, but... When you really have to go to the bathroom, there's, like, that part of you that can't think of anything else, and you try to, like, find a comfortable position, assuming that, like, it'll ease your bladder, and Mm, then it doesn't. Yeah, okay. And so I just wind up rocking back and forth (laughs) in the chair. I always rock. I, I, You do, but it's part of your charm. Thanks. I have have decided to, to, to lose some weight, and so I have begun a, a diet that... You know, keeps you is hydrated working, is working fairly well, but does require eating a lot of fruit and drinking a whole lot of water. And so I have noticed that, yeah, with all that goes with it. But anyway, fair enough. But I regard we were about to go to Mitchell's email and I didn't want to read Mitchell's email on a full bladder because I do think it's a great one. So take it away, Doc Manson at Doc Manson from mania to marriage. So I don't know about you all but I had a blast watching Mania. The show didn't blow me away, but I certainly had fun, and I had tons of non-fans watching as it was my bachelor party! Woo! With that in mind, in nine days, I become a married man. As you were both men in committed marriages, what advice would you have for this DDT bestie? 
including pros and cons of a wife not changing her name, as we are considering that, and I heard it mentioned about Mrs. Non Matthews last week. P.S. I apologize ahead of time if my bride-to-be asks me to reconsider my Patreon pledges. We well, understand. Mitchell, Mitchell is the newest member of Patreon, and we appreciate, as long as you are able to give us your shekels, we will take them. Um, first things first, what do you remember about your bachelor party? Ice Besides, is nice. What? Ice is nice. Okay. That's about all I remember. Fair enough. I remember, I remember that GQ, we went back to the tall guy's house and we were outside around the, uh, the bonfire and GQ ate about six hot dogs inside of about three minutes and I just, I couldn't, at that point, I was fairly inebriated, and I couldn't fathom where he was putting these hot dogs. And anyways, like a long story short, I hear that he saw them again the next morning. They went I'm right sure through I'm sure he him. did. Went right through him. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I did not have a bachelor party. We did a joint, I, I guess the technical term is Jack and Jill. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. And we did go and do separate things. Did you go to my bachelor that. party? I did. I don't know if I went to the entire thing. You probably kind of tapped I, out at some point. I did. Cause I don't remember. I'm pretty sure you went various places and did various things that GQ would not want us to talk about on these airwaves. But I, I remember enjoying the stories. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell the whole story, but let's just say, <laughs> Let's he just say want you to tell any of the story. Let's just say that we went to a cabaret. <laughs> like you do. Like you do at said bachelor parties. And let's just say Now GQ was one of the most kind understanding individuals in the world. Um, but through he a better, series, he better be if he listens to you telling this story. But through a series of mishaps, let's say there's more to this story, but I don't want to give all the details. Anyways, let's just say that we were asked to leave the establishment on account of the behavior of one GQ. I oh, consider that a successful night. I consider that a successful night. Um. Let's see. And just, I'm not giving all the details out there, so I don't want you thinking he's a horrible person. Because uh, he's, he's, he's not horrible. And what happened, honestly, what, what, what was very much a misunderstanding. So, yes. No, he just, he happens to be a great, wonderfully kind person who has no sense of time <laughs> and and likes to tell me that we can hang out and then tell me at the last minute that we can't hang out. No. It, forcing me to work a full day. Forcing you, you, you chose to go to work. Don't give me any of this bull crap. You are the one who who talked yourself out of hanging out with us all together. So that that's on I you, missed, sir. I missed fire trucks and an evacuated movie theater. So I I missed a grand time. You did. You did. All right. Mitchell's about to become married. Mitchell's going to be a married man on possibly your birthday. Nine days from today is your birthday. Is it? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 going to get married on your birthday, the day of days, Doc Manson Day. So I ask you, what is your advice for this DDT bestie? Um, my advice is 
as well as you can, never go to bed angry. That is great advice. That is great advice. My advice is, Mitchell, you and your betrothed are about to have a deal. You have a deal between the two of you. It's been there for the existence of your relationship. It is your deal. Nobody else in the world has to understand your deal. You don't have to understand everybody else's deal. It is between you and your beloved. And as long as you stick to that deal, and if that deal includes her asking you to reconsider your Patreon pledges, that's your deal. As long as you keep loyal to the deal, I think you will have yourself a successful marriage. I'd also like to point out that deals can be renegotiated. Well, of course, a deal a deal is constantly under, you know, constantly under revision as, as you perfect the deal. You know, we have both with, been with our significant others for quite some time. I would say we probably are pretty good at the art of the deal. And as the deal changes, you know, it gets better, I think. Fair enough. Um, pros and cons of wife not changing her name. I don't really think there are any pros or cons outside of the fact that if she doesn't change her name, everybody's going to ask her why she didn't change her name. But honestly, I don't really think it makes any big difference. No, I was going to say the pro is that it saves her a whole lot of paperwork. Eh, Especially I'll be honest, if there is paperwork as you know, being that we actually went through it, but it's really not that bad the paperwork's like pretty no. simple mrs non matthews being a professional with licensures and things that she has to do for being and the the type of educator that she is um would have needed to fill out more paperwork it wouldn't have been a huge deal but it was something she didn't have to worry about uh the con is yeah sometimes you get questions but even then it's 2018 we're living in the future man it's not that big of a deal so i think whatever whatever you whatever you and your fiance decide as part of your deal is what you should do yes even if that deal is you know leave wrestlemania at 7 30 to uh return home that's you know that's part of the deal that was that was part of i was to be fair to be fair i was asked to be home by about 10 uh-huh. i chose to leave a little early because a little that early was, that's like three hours early dc that was one of the matches that I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm okay catching this on a replay. Yeah, huh? well, I'm just going to skip right to Chris Hawk's message, who writes in, DC should have lost points for going home early. And, you know, frankly, I'm inclined to agree. I don't see those emails. But what'd you do? Did you delete them? No, I don't know what you're talking about. They're not there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, there they are. Ah, This next email, I believe, you can probably read this one, because I think it comes from Pav. I don't think that's true. This is Bethany DDT. Um, From the email, Stephanie Beverly and Bethany at Outlook.com, and the subject line is first-time emailer. And I saw that, and I immediately went, huh. Why would someone be called Bethany DDT? I guess we have a really like rabid fan that I didn't know about 
And to be fair, I got a little nervous. And then I read the email, and I have to tell you, I'm much more nervous now. <laughs> but let's get to the email. Hey, ya boys, with a Z, put a shrimp on the Barbie. So it's true. Mrs. Manson this past week blew our cover. My name is Bethany, and alongside my co-swingers, tag team partners, friends, heck, call us business associates, Beverly and Stephanie, we are part of Pav's stable. Now, Pav is otherwise engaged, while Stephanie and Beverly are at work, so I will email today. Now, forget Pav and his stupidly long emails. I am here to save Doc with short emails. I can hear Doc cheering now. Or not. My question is this. Is it possible for WWE's business model to go a month without a pay-per-view? I would love it if we had five to six a year. But I feel WWE feel they need a monthly pay-per-view to attract subscriptions. But with many other content on the network, especially the UK King of the Ring, I think there is plenty to keep us appetized and keep subscriptions up. What do you think? Warmest regards, Bethany. P.S. Hopefully we pav again soon. Hopefully, I said. Good day, gentlemen. Pav, <laughs> I feel like we're 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 on a bridge too far right now. Um, I love you. I I am appreciate you. I appreciate your passion. I appreciate the brand split police Twitter account. I think that's pretty funny. Um, but this comes dangerously close to catfishing, Pav. <laughs> you ever watch that show? I have not. Have you? Obviously. Um, I think Mrs. Manson has watched it, so I think I, I have, you know, seen bits of it here and there, yes. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, Pav, like, there are people you can talk to if you need help. We're here. We're, we're, we're here. Uh, but to get to Bethany's question, is it possible for WWE's business model to go a month without a pay-per-view? Yes. I think it's possible, but I do think if it did drop to five to six a year, that they would have trouble retaining subscribers. Yes, I agree. I think the whole idea that you can say, hey, you got WrestleMania for free if you're a new subscriber is a pretty cool deal. And I, I don't think these other things are as popular as we would like them to be. Like, we would love the, the Mae Young Classic to be a big thing. We would love the UK tournament to be a big thing. But I don't think it is. Right. I mean, and you could do a May Young Classic instead of a pay-per-view one month. You could do a UK Classic instead of a pay-per-view one month. Like, that's fine. But you do have to have, I think, original content of some kind like that. And because I know there's a lot of original content on the network. You know, Bethany goes on to say that in the message, basically. But honestly, even myself... Being somebody who is a fairly large wrestling fan, I mean, let's face it, I, I have a wrestling podcast, um, which I host and which I have a friend who, you know, occasionally co-hosts with me. I, uh, you know, this is a good time to point out that I won't be around next Thursday. OK. All right. Um, <laughs> You'll be in the Great White North. Right. So. But my, my point, again, is um, outside of the pay-per-views, I don't really consume any of that other content. I don't care about Table for Three. I don't care about Ride Along. I don't care about the Tattoo Show. Like, there is no original programming on that network that I am watching outside of 
the in-ring action, pay-per-views, occasionally mm-hmm. NXT, less often 205 Live, um, and certainly those those paper, those uh, those tournaments. So I, I don't know. I think with the roster they have now, you could have a month where the only pay-per-view was TakeOver, and it would be fine. Sure. Not often. But I think there but... would have to be some sort of live wrestling event every month whether that's main roster pay-per-view, NXT, or tournament of some kind. Yeah. I guess it doesn't have to be live, but... What if they're going to do these giant shows in Saudi Arabia and play? Like, they could do these international things, and it's not a pay-per-view per se. It's just a house show, but it's a big deal house show somewhere. You could do those, too. Sure. All right. Good question, Bethany. Thanks for the email. The next email comes from Jeffrey. Jeffrey says, Hello. I was just wondering if it was too late to submit a WrestleMania dream card. Thanks. Let's write back to him right now and say, Jeffrey, absolutely not. Buy the book happens quite a bit. So please send it along. Although this week I should, you know, I'm debating whether or not to do one on the Superstar Shakeup. But I'm also tired, so... We'll see if that happens. This next one do, comes in from... We haven't from, done a list in a while. This next one comes in from Seahawk. DC should have gotten minus points for going home early. And once again, I've got to say I agree. Um, yeah. You might not even like be second place anymore. There. I like to point out that I was there. You sure there were. There are many pay-per-views where I'm not there at all. It's true. And if I keep this up, you won't ever come again. The last, oh no, not the last email, there's another one. Oh my goodness, it's an embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. The next one comes from Rob. Gentlemen, you have been a staple of my commutes and journeys up and down the highways and byways of this crazy country of ours. Thank you for all of the entertainment and your thoughts on the world of wrestling. If you could have complete booking control and sign any talent for a one-night-only event, book for me a card with a singles heavyweight championship, singles mid-card championship, a tag team championship, a women's championship, and a singles dream match. You can use any wrestler from any promotion of any era. Oh, Jesus. Thanks again for all the outstanding content. Your potential bestie, Rob at Ringside Center, 2018. NAI Hall of Fame inductee. I would like I to. That... T- I would like to talk about that first. <laughs> Jason, gee, I wonder where this is going. I don't know if you listen to this show anymore. Something tells me you don't. If you do, I want you to hear these words. And it, frankly, if he doesn't, folks, DDT besties unite. Everybody tweet at New Age Insiders. Uh, I'd like to point out that DC and I have been doing this show. For since 2015, first year or so, the show was exclusively on the NAI network. We were the first additional show to appear on their podcast feed. We predated the NAI Wrestling Network. I have appeared several times live on the NAI Wrestling Show. Uh, we we were contributors of several different shows: a private earful, the list, DC and Doc Talk for years on the NAI Wrestling Network. Once that was a thing. We continue to be NAI affiliates. My co-host, DC Matthews, I believe is chief of staff. I, Doc Manson, have never once been asked, approached, or inducted 
into the NAI Hall of Fame. What the hell is that about? I love when you rant. I love when you're angry at somebody who's not me. That's all I care about. Um, I agree, especially since I... Every I year, say... every year I go to that website and I look at the new inductees and I always go, well, I guess it just wasn't my year. But enough is enough. It's 2018. Where's Doc now... Manson? How is Doc Manson not an NAI Hall of Famer? I agree wholeheartedly because as I can't guarantee it, but I'm pretty sure I was the very first Hall of Famer. I'm the Andre the Giant of the NAI Hall of Fame, the very first inductee. Um, I I will also throw my support behind you. You have my you have my support. I'm DC Matthews, and I've approved this rant that I believe Doc Manson should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and it is a little ridiculous that you're not. So yes. If you're out there, tweet all of them. At New Age Insiders, at Liam NAI, at the I was Neville a guest NAI. on Late Night Liam. I compromised every single one of my personal beliefs to appear on that show with that gentleman Liam. What is going on? How is that uh, not worth a Hall of Fame induction? Do we need a hashtag for this? Is it Doc for Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame Doc? Doc or just... for H-O-F. Doc 4. So the number 4? Oh, yeah. The numeral 4? Oh, yeah. All right. There's the hashtag. Hashtag Doc 4, the numeral 4, H-O-F, and tweet it at New Age Insiders, at Liam NAI, at Bill Neville NAI. This is a I'm travesty. It won't be allowed I'm to not stand. Gonna say, I'm not going to say do it daily, but every time you listen to this show, anytime you hear our dulcet tones between now and whenever he gets inducted, because they can't wait a whole year. They got to do it. It's got to be a special <laughs> induction. Damn right it is. We are proud affiliates. We have stood by them through thick and thin while other shows came and went. We've been there. They can't get rid of us. <laughs> like a bad taste might. of crabs. <laughs> That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> DDT Wrestling, like a bad case of crap. Do you remember back when we were going to name this show Riding the Coattails? <laughs> How far we've come. How far we've come. We've gone from Riding the Coattails to a bad case of crap. <laughs> I like that. I like that All right. a lot. We've got a, we've got a bestie here. Rob, you're definitely a bestie. You emailed us you were a bestie. And you've got a great – I'm going to tweak it, though. I don't, it's going to take me a while if I can use any promotion of any era to book a show. You know, that's essentially what the Dream WrestleMania card was all about. Um, I'm just going to go with current talent, and the problem's going to be most of my guys are going to be from, you know, from the, the WWE. But let's see. Do you have any ideas in mind? I don't need all of them, but um, I got a Sharpie. I'm gonna I guess I'm going to have... Women's championship match, it will be Asuka versus Emma. Ooh, nice. Nice. I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar versus Matanza Cueto, a.k.a. Jeff Cobb. For the women's championship? That's an odd choice, but, you know, I I respect you being progressive, and uh, I'd like to see the day that we can, in fact, crown a men's women's champion. I would I would go for it. I would go for that for the universal champion. But if they want to fight for a men's James Ellsworth's the Inner Jenner champion, why not? All right, all right. 
Um, single heavyweight championship. Hmm. I just did that, so you can think of yours if you'd like. Hmm. Let's go mid card championship. Let's get somebody good in there. Let's get like a a real solid mid carder. Like, um, geez, like it's not even insulting just, enough to, to. I'm just waiting to see who you come. What, what main what main levels are Daniel Bryan? He's a mid carder. Let's I mean, go. He with is, him. but i would like to see seth rollins versus daniel bryan i know that's still in the wwe i would like to see that except he would end daniel bryan's life not even career just death probably he'd take one buckle bomb and he'd be done let's see dalton castle versus the velveteen dream would be interesting hmm yeah i got i got nothing Tag teams. This, this is the thing. You got to know teams outside of the WWE product. You know, Bludgeon Brothers versus the War Raiders would be interesting. I um, guess. Let's see. I let's guess. go with Rusev versus Minoru Suzuki of New Japan. That would be fun. We'll we'll ponder this. This is a great question. And again, we encourage you if you have a dream card, if you like Rob's idea. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Send us your ideas. Uh, we'll 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 keep we'll percolate. We'll let this percolate for a bit. Mm. Our last email comes from Kevin Johnson. Hi, that is all. <laughs> at kjohn007. Thanks for checking in, Kevin. I we we don't need people to ask us questions. You can just let us know you're out there. Um, Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity as we head into this? Post WrestleMania weekend. Page here. Explain. I, it's just it's taken on a life of its own in my brain <laughs> at this point. That that damn little advertisement promotion intro thing they kept playing over and over again at WrestleMania. I have a feeling it sounded nothing at all as drawled out as as what what is in my mind at this point, but No, it really did. It, That's the thing. It actually did. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just that it was fun, funny and you know, I mean I'm not really making fun of her. I I get it, you know, and she went on to have a great a great reception on on Monday as well as on Tuesday, and I look forward to seeing where a, a women's general manager can go in this post women's evolution time. Was Vicky Guerrero a general manager? She, she was the last one. I think so. Is she the only other women's general manager that WWE has had. I think so. Wow. Yeah. Good for Paige. So again, I, I do feel like it's actually kind of a big deal, and maybe. Maybe she'll break the mold, you know? I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And I'm my piece of positivity is just going to be kind of WWE in general. They had a very successful weekend. Say what you will about WrestleMania. If you liked it, if you loved it, if you didn't like it as much, take over the Hall of Fame. WrestleMania was great. Raw and SmackDown felt fresh and mm -hmm. new. There's new blood in the system, which means that NXT is going to look fresh and new because they've got new blood in the system and they've got some talents who are going to be moving on from there. So it's, you know, it's a good time. We say this a lot, but it's true. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan because there's a lot to do. The shakeup is always going to be fun. I'll be interested to see who goes where and try to figure out what that's going to mean. But 
it's a good time. So I am happy. Absolutely. All right. I'm also happy that we have a new Patreon. Thank you, Mitchell. And thank you to Brandon and Glenn and Jeremy. That's it. Thank you. All right. Um, Who, uh, you know, who are our loyal patrons. We appreciate it. Like Doc said, we are close to breaking even, which is a great goal right off right off the bat Mm -hmm. Um, for us. Things are things are looking up in the DDT world. So, if you want to be a part of all this nonsense, Doc, where can they go? What can they do? How can they be part of the DDT experience? Number one, follow us on Twitter at the DC Matthews at Doc Manson. If check out our web presence at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to just listen to all of our shows, including The List, which was on hiatus this past week with WrestleMania, but will return next. Uh, the List, uh, DDT Wrestling, Buy the Book, etc., etc. You can go to ddtpod.com. And of course, as we've already said many times on this show, patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to directly support our idiocy. He is document. Anything else you want to say besides all that? Shekels. Before we head out into that good night? Shekels. Shekels is a funny word. He is Doc Matson at Doc Matson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?